Welcome to the Pencils and Lipstick Podcast, a weekly podcast for writers. Grab a cup of coffee, perhaps some paper and pen, and enjoy an interview with an author, a chat with a writing tool creator, perhaps a conversation with an editor or other publishing expert, as well as Kat's thoughts on writing and her own creative journey. You'll laugh, you'll cry, well, hopefully not actually cry, but you will probably learn something. And I hope you'll be inspired to write. Because as I always say, you have a story, you should write it down. This is Pencils and Lipstick. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 182 of the Pencils and Lipstick podcast. I am Kat Caldwell. And today we have an interview show for you. We are talking to Evan Gao. He is the creator and founder of StoryOriginApp.com. If you guys don't know anything about Story Origin, we are going to go into everything that they have to offer authors, especially indie authors. You guys are going to want to really pay attention to this episode. This is a tool um, that is not very expensive that I don't know how you could get through the indie author world without it. I mean, it is a tool that you're going to use with your newsletter. I always talk about it whenever I talk about um starting your author newsletter in my Mastering Author Newsletters course, I talk about Story Origin and Book Funnel. Story Origin has a few more um, new features, so you're going to want to listen about those as well. And they have a custom links um, and custom domain feature now. Um, and we're I especially brought him on to talk about that because some people have been asking me like why I'm so excited about having the custom links. So I thought it was important to have him on and to have Evan talk about it. He is the one who creates all these things, um, what he thought about creating it and why he did it. So it's a little bit of a long episode, so we're going to get straight into it. Um, but I had Evan on about two years ago when we talked about it. Uh, we go through everything here. So it's you're not missing if you didn't if you weren't a follower of two years ago, it's okay. We're gonna go through everything. If you want to follow along, um, you can get to storyoriginapp.com. My affiliate link is in the show notes below. If you decide to participate in Story Origin app, um, you can get it, sign up through my affiliate link if you want to, through no extra cost to you. Um, if you guys want to see some of the features, especially when we talk about custom links, um, you can head on over to YouTube and you can see um, my interview with him. You can see what we look like. And then we do share the screen and talk about custom links um, so that you can sort of visualize what's going on there. Um, if you guys have any questions, as Evan says, you can you can contact him at storyoriginapp.com but it's pretty easy. And I go through this as well in the episode where I talk about uh, mastering author newsletters and in my course, uh, mastering auth author newsletters as well. So this is it. This is why we have newsletters. This is how we new use newsletters. And this is a tool that I don't think, um, I guess we could get through our lives without it, but it definitely makes everything much easier. And as he was talking, I had, I learned and realized that there were features on there that I wasn't using. So I will be using those very, very soon. So now it's the end of May as this episode goes out and I am going to be starting in with the beta copies. And so I'm excited to have talked to Evan and realize what, I, what tools I had 
not realize and not just thought of using through storyoriginapp.com. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. You can always reach out to me um, on Instagram, pencils and lipstick all spelled out or catcaldwell.author. We are on Twitter at pencils lipstick and please share the show. It really helps get the news out about the show. It helps the guests who come on the show, you know, be known and seen by other people. This is a great way for you guys to get to know um, the creators behind different tools, um, different authors, how they do things. You guys just get a little bit more personal with um, all these great people in the indie author world. So definitely share it with everyone who you know is an indie author that you know will help them if if you've been trying to convince your author friend to get a newsletter, share this show, this episode with them, episode 182 with Evan Gao, and they will finally realize all the awesome tools that they can use um, with their newsletter. So without further ado, let's get into our interview with Evan Gao. Welcome back, everyone, to Pencils and Lipstick. I am happy to have Evan Gao with me again. It's been about two years, but Evan Gao is the guy behind Story Origin app, creator, founder, worker. (laughs) Hey, Evan, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's been about two years. So, uh, you know, we sort of did basics in 2021, but I feel like nobody goes back two years ago in podcasts. So could you just introduce yourself a little bit to everyone who's listening? Yeah, sure thing. So I'm the indie developer behind Story Origin, as you mentioned. Um, That means I'm the uh, engineering department, the customer support, the uh, marketing department, everything you either love or hate about Story Origin (laughs) is my fault. So you get all the emails. Yeah, I get all of the emails and I respond to all of them. My inbox is always open. Anyone is always welcome to send me an email. Straight there on the homepage of Story Origin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can pester me. It's totally vibe. I had no idea that you were the only guy behind it. Um, that, that's insane. <laughs> like my mind is a little bit blown out. So do you ever get a day off? Do you ever take a day off? Um, no? You know, I mean, I I try to always clear my inbox every single day. Um, uh, but, you know, other other than that, I my time is pretty flexible. So I'm very lucky in that regard, but I'm always sort of working on, on building new features and things as well. Yeah. Which we're definitely going to get into. So, which is why I think a lot of people think that story origin is more than just me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because since 2021, I feel like the left side of the homepage has doubled almost at least like it was two thirds what it was at least. Um, you were very busy during the pandemic. So let's talk a bit about what Story Origin is. It's especially for indie authors, I I would guess. Um, but could you talk about where the idea came from and, and what we use it for? Yeah. So um, back um, when I was... Uh, uh, so I, I, I used to write short stories in high school, and then I got interested in entrepreneurship and technology in college. And then I eventually wanted to um, build tools for writers and get back into writing. Um, quickly, the building tools for writers took over 100% of my time. So I never really got <laughs> I would back assume into, so, yeah. <laughs> into writing short 
stories or anything. But um, yeah, I was talking to authors, um, just asking them like, what tools are you using and and what do you have troubles with? And they're like, okay, I use this for delivering my reader magnets. I use this for creating universal book links. I use a different platform for finding reviewers and putting out review copies. I use some combination of Google Forms and Facebook groups to arrange newsletter swaps. I use maybe a different service or email and Word docs or Google docs for doing beta copies. I got a different platform for my website. I was like, okay, wow. Oh my God. Just stop right there. That's like, (laughs) can you tell that indie authors aren't tech? Tech people. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I mean, it actually requires quite a bit of sophistication to like keep your mind wrapped around yes, every different tool that you need to use and all the different spreadsheets they have. Right. Those were just the services I was talking about. Right. Like they also had spreadsheets for tracking their word count, spreadsheets for distributing audiobook promo codes, spreadsheets for whatever else. Right. So I'm right. like, okay. <laughs> Let's simplify this. I want to make your life simpler. So I'm going to build one thing that does it all. And if I think if I had actually told anyone at that point in time, I'm going to build one thing that does all of that, they would have said, Evan, I don't believe you. And that's the <laughs> nicest way they would have said it if they did not say, Evan, you're delusional. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so uh, I just, I just started building stuff um and and released new features sort of right. as I built them and so yeah what so did now, you start now with? Origin is sort of you know does it all it does do it all but um I think I would think that most people start with the newsletter feature is that do you think that's true I think most authors hear about Story Origin um, for the first time when someone says, hey, you need to start building a newsletter. Right. Get on Story Origin. That's a place to start. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's how most authors learn about Story Origin. So that's usually the first thing that they start with is building their newsletter. And I think that that is a good place for many authors to start is with building your newsletter, building an audience. Right. So, I mean, I harp on people all the time about building a newsletter um, so they can go back and listen to to those specifically my lectures. Um, But I mean, the main thing is you can have your reader magnet on Story Origin so you don't have to use up your website. What I okay, this is how low tech I am. I'm an 80s girl, right? So like I had a computer growing up, but like still, you know, I remember the blue screens, Um, (laughs) (laughs) like the blue screen of death and everything. Yeah. so you you know you used to keep it like on your website or maybe pay hit, but like that will make your website really heavy, which I didn't understand until somebody had to explain it to me. You know, so like being able to keep a lot of just documents and things somewhere else if you have a very simple website um, was eye opening to me. It's like oh, I can just have it here, and I don't have to like go looking for that one media page or whatever. It doesn't always. Mm-hmm. turn out right either um, and it and it becomes that like bloated out image you know when it's just on my media maybe I just don't know what I'm doing but I would assume other <laughs> authors also don't yeah. so like it's a nice little landing page your reader magnet what is your reader magnet y'all it's like your short story or your free book or your couple you know look at these first five chapters but then for newsletters what do you know people set up a newsletter and what does story origin offer for building that newsletter because that's everyone's question how do i get more people on my newsletter (laughs) right exactly yeah so 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 yeah you can host your reader magnet landing page on storage and like you said which is where people would 
come to request that free book right. for you and then story origin and you do it for the, <laughs> the delivery right yeah exactly. we don't have to deliver this awesome <laughs> you don't have to handle the tech support when someone uh you know emails you and says how do i get this on my kindle or whatever that comes to story origin and so and there's you know tons of instruction and stuff and 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 email support for them if they run into issues so um, yeah, so so that's another reason not to <laughs> do it on your own website as well. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so so then also Story Origin integrates with a bunch of different email service providers. So when you design yeah. and send your email, you know, through Mailchimp or MailLite or whatever, wherever you host your mailing list, Story Origin can directly send those contact info to many different email service providers. Or you can always just download a CSV of the signups you get through Story Origin. But how right. do you get those signups in the first place, right? So um, so there are two uh, ways that um, you can do that on Story Origin uh, that are two different tri- types of cross-promotion. Um, there are group promos and newsletter swaps. So a group promo is where you, me, and let's say 20 other authors all list our reader magnets on a single landing page, and we all drive traffic to that single landing page. And so we're all, all the readers that come to that landing page, they can select which books that they want from that group Mm -hmm. promo and they'll sign up to each of those individual authors mailing lists. And so you can grow your own mailing list by being a part of those groups. Um, And yeah, those are extremely helpful. I would recommend if you're just starting a mailing list, you have zero subscribers, joining group promos is the way to get started. Uh, That's, that's really easy. Um, and they and go even, a little bit by genre, so you're finding the correct mm-hmm. reader, right? Like, that's you're right. not getting a mystery reader for your cozy romance. Or, you know. Right, yeah. And, um, yeah, so so on Store Origin, you can see a list of upcoming group promos, and you can find the ones that are in your genre, and then just apply to the ones that you want right. to be a part of. Um, and, of course, the readers, you know, they're selecting individual books out of that group promo that they want to get and sign up to those authors mailing lists. Right. So you also don't need to worry about like getting people who aren't interested on your list or something somehow. Right. Like they're coming specifically for you when they sign up to get your book. Um, So uh, yeah, that is, that is a great way to get started. Of course you don't, you know, you can always also just put up the link to your reader magnet on social media or wherever you want at the back of your book. Um, You can run ads to that landing page as well. Um, Group promos are really easy way to get started though with all that, because you don't have to figure out some like complicated ads dashboard (laughs) or worry about like, oh, now I have to grow my like Twitter following to get any views on my links that I'm promoting on Twitter so I can get people on my mailing list. Like (laughs) that just seems like more steps. Um, right. So, so yeah, so group promos are a really easy way to get started. And even if you have zero subscribers, many of those group promo organizers are still more than happy to accept you into those group promos because um, many of them had zero subscribers when they were starting out maybe just a couple of months ago. Yeah, now they've got a few hundred subscribers and they're like, I know exactly how I felt a couple months ago when I had zero people on my mailing list. And <laughs> yes, no, a so. friend of mine was very cautious about uh, and I said, you know, Story Origin is just one of those places. Like, you just go. You know, you apply to the promotion. And he was surprised that, pleasantly, that they all accepted him. And I was like, I know, because we're nice people. 
<laughs> yeah, it's 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 very weird to be on a place on the internet where people help each other. Yes, it's yeah, true. <laughs> most of most of the internet is people just trashing each other. Uh, but Story Origin has a very nice, very helpful community of authors that are generally all trying to help each other out. So exactly, exactly. And yeah. then once you get a couple, um, what is the difference with the newsletter swaps then? Yeah, so a newsletter swap is a different type of cross promotion. Again, you know, group promos and newsletter swaps are both types of cross promotion. A cross promotion is just basically, you know, let's help each other out. Let's promote each other. So that group promo is a, a group setting where you're all promoting a landing page that has all your books on it. A newsletter swap is a one-to-one type of cross promotion where I'm promoting your book in my newsletter and you're promoting mm-hmm. my book in one of your upcoming newsletters. And so we're not promoting a landing page that has a whole bunch of books on it. We're directly promoting each other's books. Right. Um, and so that can be, I'm promoting your reader magnet, you're promoting my reader magnet, or I'm promoting your universal book link and you're promoting my universal book link. Um, so we can increase our sales or we can promote each other's review copies, et cetera, right? right. Um, a, again, a newsletter swap is just, we're promoting each other's books in our own newsletters. Yeah, yeah. And that, that'll that go, like that might be a little... People might be more um, selective, I guess, with that. But mm-hmm. still, um, I know I always choose at least one person whenever I go back into swaps, somebody who has much lower numbers than I, because I've been there. And I've never spoken to an author who doesn't specifically seek out lower number um, authors to swap with just because we've been there before and because they're, it's still an audience. Like they still have people who are not on your list who might be interested in your book, (laughs) you know, or your reader magnet. So, um, I, I've just never been denied, I guess. And I've never heard that on, on story origin. So again, it's a nice place. Um, there's also like with your promos, there's like a, a ranking, right? So it kind of, you know, the the other question would be like, how do I, how am I sure that, you know, if I'm doing all this work to like put it in my newsletter and put it on social media or all the other 20 people doing their work too. Um, a, I never really care about that, but some people do, but I do think that like ranking, you know, um, that you have, what do you call it? I'm calling yeah. it ranking, so, but it's well, not that. Well, so when you go and you request a newsletter swap with someone or they're going to request a newsletter swap with you, you can go into their past campaigns that they've right. arranged on Story yeah. Origin and you can see their click stats for how many clicks that they've sent to right. group promos or to past newsletter swaps that they've arranged through Story Origin. So you know, hey, is this actually is this person actually sending a decent number of clicks to the group promos or newsletter swaps that they're participating in? Like are they upholding their end of the bargain? Because there is that is there is that um, you know, trust issue that right. if you know if all this were invisible you wouldn't know whether or not you can sort of trust people necessarily right yeah um, and that's how it was before story origin was around for the most part right like all these people who are arranging you know newsletter swaps through like facebook groups and google forms and all of that stuff you never there was no community transparency you didn't know whether or not someone was chronically you know not sharing the books that they said they right. were going to share <laughs> etc. Right. Um, with story origin, all that's super transparent. So you can always just go to their past campaign history and look at how many 
clicks they sent to each one of those promos. Yeah. And I think it, it helps keep us accountable, right? I, right. I am conscious not to sign up for too many. I don't want my, you know, my click rate to be below. And it doesn't mean like I wouldn't take people with lower click rates. They might have a smaller list or whatever, but it's like, oh, have they participated in 25 and gotten two clicks? Like that means that they keep forgetting Mm. to share, you know, (laughs) I would assume. Um, Okay. So we've gone over just like the transparency and the newsletters and the reader magnet. So you guys have, you have so many things here. So Kickstarter has become a big thing. And I've noticed that you guys have like direct downloads, you guys have beta copies, you have review copies, you have all these things. So like, Mm -hmm. okay, let me see what question I'm going to (laughs) ask you. Like, So direct downloads, do people usually use that for things like Kickstarter or like mass? um, Like here, now that you've got this, go download it here. So yeah, I mean, direct downloads are super versatile, right? It's okay. simply a landing page where a reader can download your free book. They don't have to sign up to your mailing list or oh. anything to get that download, right? Um, okay, okay. And if you want, you can integrate that direct download page with a mailing list mm. so that someone does have to enter their email list, email address, but all that entering that email address on that page does is checks to see if that email address already exists on your list, which can be helpful for things like if you have a review team Mm -hmm. and you want to provide a direct download to them, but you want to make sure that they are on your review team mailing list. Right. Okay. Say here's, here's the download link and they'd have to enter their email address. Um, And Storeorigin doesn't record their email address. In that case, it just checks if the email address they entered is on your review team mailing list. Nice. Um, Okay. But you could also do this for something like a Kickstarter where you could create a mailing list for people who have signed up to a certain pledge level for you on Kickstarter or something like that. And um, Story Origin, you you could then like, you know, check to make sure that they are their email address is on that like pledge level mailing list or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's uh, very helpful. They can get that download. Otherwise, um, it's a lot of follow up all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's always that like, wait, there's. 21 but i only have 19 on my list like where are the two you know so that would that would be nice and just like the deliverability of that like here you don't have to handle the tech support store origin does that for you and the other common place that people use that direct downloads feature as well is just in their welcome sequence for their mailing list right so a lot of times people are building their mailing lists through story origin and so story origin already handles the automatic file delivery for them Um, But if you're building a mailing list, like through your website or something, or you have just like a form on MailerLite or MailChimp that someone somehow signs up to um, because you've promoted that link somewhere um, and you just want to be able to make sure that they get that download, you can put put that direct download link in your welcome sequence so you can make sure that they've gotten that book. uh, Right. So they don't have to refill out a form like I didn't I already do this like it's already filled out. They go and they get it. Nice. Exactly. Yeah, That's that's awesome. Yeah. And even even if even if they've already signed up your mailing list through story origin, getting a reader magnet, it's still nice to provide them that direct download link in your welcome sequence. Not mm-hmm. even so much because they need the download because they already probably have it at, at that point, but more just as a nudge, like, hey, get started reading, reading that book. Right. Because, Interesting, yeah. um, you know, people, you know, they their to be read list can sometimes be extremely long, right? Yes. And providing those little nudges like, 
oh, here's here's the summary of that book that you got. And here's the download link again, just provides them a reminder. Oh yeah, I really, I really wanted to read that book. Let me go get started on that today. Um, That's a good idea. Because also like if you get the email and you're on your phone and you're waiting for your kid's soccer game, (laughs) (laughs) you could, you could get it on another format, right? And you could say, well, why don't I start reading it now? That, I mean, that's a good idea that sometimes we just don't think of like, oh, they already have it. So, so yeah, just providing it in several places is always helpful for people. Yep. That's awesome. So, so then we have the beta copies. Mm -hmm. Um, What, what if, if somebody's newer to the indie world, what is a beta copy? So a beta copy is usually an early version of your manuscript uh, that is not ready to be published. It's something where you want people to look for, uh, you know, read through, read through this manuscript and tell me, you know, were there any boring scenes in here? Um, what did you think of the characters? Uh, all those sorts of things that you might want maybe out of a developmental editor or something like that, but you Mm -hmm. can't pay for a developmental editor necessarily, or you really just want to understand someone who reads in a genre. You want to understand, hey, does this actually fit to your tastes, right? Because you might think you've written a, you know, I read a lot of lit RPG. You might have think you've written a, a, you know, a fantastic lit RPG and, and someone else is like, no, I mean, you slap some game mechanics on a fantasy novel, but this is not lit RPG. Right, You're missing right, like right. all these different like separate tropes or something. Um, so yeah, so those beta readers give you feedback about your book. Um, and are those beta readers in Story Origin or do I bring the beta readers to? You bring you bring the beta readers okay. to Story Origin. Okay. Um, and, and they would just they would just be able to apply for access for your book. And then you can approve or decline those requests uh, for access to your that beta copy. Nice. Um, and a lot of authors are like, they're like, why would I do this? I can just send them like a Word doc or a Google doc, like, right? But um, the complaint that I've heard <laughs> from many authors, and this is why I built the features, like a lot of times you just send a Word doc or a Google doc to someone and then their their feedback is, it was great. I loved it. And yep. you're like, please, I need more. <laughs> Unless this it is... becomes a New York Times bestseller, I need some more. <laughs> like, like anything, please give me a little bit more feedback. Yeah. So with Story Origin, the beta copies feature, they only unlock each chapter after providing feedback on the previous chapter. Ooh. So they have to provide you feedback on each chapter individually before they can read the next one wow Um, that's a great idea because in fact i mean life is busy right and you might have a thought for chapter seven that you lose by chapter 37 and then you're like i liked it (laughs) yeah right exactly yeah very nice okay so you 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 upload it there they get it there you you give permission as well which is a nice way to con control like who has opened it. I, I assume mm. that you can see like is has anyone not opened it yet? Are they actually reading it or not? Yeah, then... you can you can see how far they've gotten into the book. Nice. Story Origin lists all of your readers that are readers for your beta copy. Okay. And then shows you what the last chapter is that they've left feedback on. So you know whether or not they've read through chapter five or six or seven or eight or whatever. Okay. Um, because you can see, okay, they're down to chapter eight. 
on their feedback or what. Oh, that's so much better than Google Forms. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. That's funny. I've seen that beta copy for a while. I'm I'm not ready yet for beta copies, but this year I will be. So I'm glad that we've, I'm glad we've talked about it. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I got to create a Google form with yeah. like questions that they'll actually answer, you know? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And, and with the beta copies feature on Story Origin, you can provide questions to them at three different levels. So you can provide questions that they will answer on a specific chapter, like, okay. you know, Chapter two, like, did you think, what did you think of this scene between these two characters? Um, you can provide questions at the overall book level. So, so those questions will be at the end of every single chapter. Like, did you find any any scenes in this chapter boring, right? And so right. they that question would appear on every single chapter. And then you can also insert questionnaires between chapters for more mm. overarching feedback. So you can say okay, I'm going to put a questionnaire after chapter four and I'm going to ask them, what did you think about the first four chapters? What did you think about the arc and the development of this relationship over the past four chapters or something like that, right? Right, yeah. So you can make those questions and uh, you can you can solicit feedback in Story Origin calls it critique guidance okay. um, in sort of at whatever level you want. You don't have to put any of those questions if you don't want to at all. You can just leave you can leave the critique guidance off and just, they sure. can just free form okay. it, um, right? The readers can. Um, but uh, the the other thing that is valuable to note there, because uh, you mentioned Google Docs, have you done beta copies through Google Docs previously? Yeah, I would have them like fill out a questionnaire and then okay. I, would, I would send them, I would make it a like a direct download. And mm. then I would send them the questionnaire. Oh, send afterwards. them the questionnaire. But it was—it's been since 2021, so yeah. that I published. So then it was before that that I did beta. Yeah. Um, so I haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah. So you were providing like the full EPUB or Mobi or PDF or right, whatever, right? Right. Right. Yeah. So so with this feature, right? They can they only access a chapter at a time, so they're not getting the full file download. So that's another thing for like people who are afraid of giving out a full manuscript. Yeah. You don't have to worry that someone's just going to take that file and then share it around, right? Yeah. They're they can only access it when they're logged into their Story Origin account. Nice. Um, and then. For authors that have done it, done their beta copies like through just like people leaving comments on like a Google Doc or something like that. Uh, I've had authors say like, oh, I had like my readers like fighting, <laughs> arguing in my manuscript on Google Docs like oh about some point. <laughs> and um, Oh, because they can see each other's comments. They can see each other. They can see each other's comments in Google Docs, right? Oh, so they, no. <laughs> so they're like biasing each other's feedback. Number yes. one, and then like number two, they might also like then, or, or they might not bias each other's feedback, but they might actually disagree. Uh, oh <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Arguing in mere man's script. They're like, guys, please. This is like where I. This is my workspace, and you. I'm getting all these <laughs> comment notifications. Well, um, that's very confusing for yeah. especially a new reader to a new writer as well. Of like, yeah. who do I? Who do yeah. I listen to? And then it right. probably spins off into something completely different. Yeah. So story origin, you as the author can see all the comments. They all okay. live in one document for you as the author, but each reader only sees their comments. They don't nice. see the other yeah. readers' comments. 
That's much no. better. Yeah. I, I especially think like just the biasing of it. Like, oh, I guess, well, if they thought it was good, then I guess it's good. Like, no, I want your opinion as your own entity, your own reader, you know. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's nice. Because I don't want my readers biased. I want, <laughs> I want the brutal truth. <laughs> yeah. Ex- yeah. Right. Well, and it's the other thing. The other thing is like, if two people who have not seen each other's comments say the same particular thing they didn't like or they thought this was weird, then then that is a much greater signal to you that, oh, this is a part that I need to fix versus right. someone commenting, this is weird. And then someone else seeing that comment and being like, you know what? Yeah, I, I do. I see that person's point. I think it's weird too, right? Right. Versus they might not have ever noticed it had they not seen that other person's comment. Yes. Right. Or they just want, yes, who knows what? psychology is happening when <laughs> right exactly <laughs> i want to sound smarter or i want to argue or whatever yeah right awesome okay so they you bring in your beta so I, I would assume i send out a newsletter to my list and i say anybody want to sign up for beta this mm-hmm. is where you go and then yep. i have it all in one spot i don't have to do any google docs right or forms <laughs> right Exactly. So I then also forget about the forms. Like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> have all this feedback that I have not used. Yes, oops. <laughs> uh, but like you said, it's so many different things. So having it right in one story origin, if I'm going to check my group promos. Oh yeah, I should check my beta copies. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> as well. And then you guys got into audio um, promo code distribution. I feel yeah. like that was during the the pandemic as well. Is that newer? Or am um. I- that's not too new. I can't, I think, you know, Story Origins had that as a feature maybe for, for maybe three or four years now. See, I don't have audiobooks, um, so I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I can't, I also have a hard time remembering when I released each individual feature. Yeah, what say, year is but, this? Um, <laughs> so the yeah. audio review code. 2023, shouldn't we have jetpacks by now or something, right? I like, feel like it. We I should mean... be in the future. Um, I feel like there shouldn't be viruses. I mean, yeah, what are yeah. they doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> they right? Just be and eradicated. It also weirds me out a thing about being in the future that, like, I can build software that makes getting feedback on a piece of text easier substantially for authors. I'm like, shouldn't someone else have done this so long ago? How am I? How am I the guy that's doing it? Nobody cared about us, Evan, until you came around. (laughs) Um, Well, the indie author world wasn't supposed to be a thing, remember? Right, exactly. really hard not to to make it a thing. So if people are getting into audiobooks, and especially with AI these days, and the whole, you know, that argument will get figured out. But AI audio is probably going to make it a little bit easier, possibly cheaper, although I have my doubts, on making an audio book. So what do you guys offer for those who have audiobooks? So if you produce your audiobook or distribute it like through ACX or find a way mm. um, or through a different audiobook distributor that maybe goes through audiobooks.com or through Kobo, you get these codes. Um, you, you might get like 25 or 30 or 100, depends on the different distributors. Um, you get these promo codes so that readers can download that audiobook for free and listen oh. to it on Audible or, well, Authors Direct slash Find Away got acquired by Spotify. So now they would redeem that promo codes for them through Spotify. Okay. Um, or you might have Kobo or 
audiobooks.com promo codes. So you get these promo codes where uh, someone can download that book and listen to it for free through that the, those various platforms. Um, and those promo codes are really meant to be given to people who might potentially leave a review on the audiobook, right? right. Um, and so you only have a handful of them. You want to make sure you get them into the hands of people who are actually going to listen and leave reviews on those books. So uh, Story Origin has a way where you can collect interest in that review copy in, uh, you know, those audiobook promo codes. People will essentially request a code. They'll say where they're planning on leaving a review on Amazon or Goodreads or BookBub or whatever other retailers. Um, and then uh, you can, when you, if you want to approve someone, you just enter the code that you want to give out to them. And then uh, Story Origin, they, the reader will be asked to leave their review on Story Origin and then leave their review on whatever other retailers as well. And so okay. that, that review on Story Origin just makes it easy for them to like copy and paste their review across the various places that they said that they would oh. leave a review. Yes, um, that makes it easier. And it makes it easy for you, the author, to also just at a glance, see all the reviews, see the text for all the reviews um, okay. that people wrote for those audiobook codes. And um, the the great thing there is that when someone applies or requests a promo code from you, you can see their reviewer stats. So if someone's requested and been approved for 10 audiobook promo codes through Story Origin before, you can see oh, they've been approved and said they were going to re leave reviews for these books on Audible and Goodreads. And they completed zero of those processes. I'm not right. going to give this person a promo code because they haven't completed that review process for these other 10 books. So I'm not going to give the promo code to that person. Nice. Um, okay. Or someone else applies and they've got their stats are like 10 out of 10 for Goodreads or, you know, Amazon or whatever else and you can say oh, okay i can be relatively confident if i give this person a promo code that they're actually going to go and leave a review and again yeah. that's especially important with the case of audiobook promo codes because you're only limited to a certain number of them you have a handful of them so you really want to get them in the hands of people who are actually going to leave reviews and if you're doing this by yourself and you're just using like a spreadsheet or something to distribute those promo codes you don't you don't know from the community who is actually going to leave reviews and who's yeah. not. Yeah. You would not be able to see that. <laughs> yeah. Like, tell me how many you've completed <laughs> um, and getting reviews as most indie authors know is very difficult. So yeah. Being able to, to choose the people wisely is nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, do and I have to bring the reviewers or, or do they sign up um, through so, story origin? So, Either or, um, so so they would they would request the audio promo code from you through Story Origin, but okay. you can either send them to Story Origin, like you might send out a newsletter to your own mailing list saying, "Hey guys, I have promo codes for my new audiobook. Come and request them here," and then you know people from your newsletter could go and request it on Story Origin, or you can set up cross promotions for those audiobook promo codes through Story Origin. So you could join a uh, group promo for those audiobook promo codes, or you could do newsletter swaps to promote that audiobook promo code request page. Okay. Um, and then Story Origin also has a public directory of um, audiobook promo request page that you can optionally choose to 
opt into. Okay. Um, so you can have your audiobook promo code request page listed there. Regardless of how you end up promoting it, whether it's to your own mailing list, through promos, through newsletter swaps, through putting it into the public directory, um, you still always remain in the driver's seat about who to approve for those, uh, who to approve to give those review, those promo codes to. Okay. Um, So they have to sign up for like a story origin reviewer sign up. (laughs) So. So, so many, many readers already have story origin accounts and, um, and, and yeah, setting up an account on story origin is literally a matter of they enter their name and their email address and then hit submit. And then story origin just emails them a login link. So they don't even need to set up a password if they don't. Okay. So, um, so they'll just get a login link sent to their email address. And then they would, they would go through that process to say where they're going to leave a review for that um, the, that book, right. Okay. Um, and, and hit the request button. Um, but yeah, it's, it's totally free for all the features on story origin are free for readers. Okay. Um, and the account creation process is, is incredibly simple, um, for, for getting those promo codes. It does require an extra couple of steps for them because they are going to say where they plan to leave a review. Um, and for, if they say that they're planning on leaving a review on Amazon or Goodreads or BookBub, they'd also be prompted to add the link to their reviewer profile from those platforms as well. Okay. So, um, like if they say they're going to leave a review on, uh, Amazon, they would give you the link to their Amazon reviewer profile. And so you can not only see how many of the review process processes have they completed on story origin before let's say that never requested an audiobook promo code on story origin before if they say they're going to leave a review on amazon you can still always just go and check their amazon reviewer profile and see do they leave reviews in general if this person has never left a review for anything on amazon if i give them a promo code like it's maybe more unlikely that they're actually going to leave a review because they've right. never reviewed anything on Amazon before. Right. Um, or you can also just check to see like what books have they reviewed in the past, right? So if right. I see, hey, all these books that you've reviewed in the past on on Amazon before, they're all cozy romance and I write steamy romance and you're, requ- you're requesting a steamy romance book from me, like... I might not accept your application for review copy because like yeah, your you review might be might thinking you're like... getting something. You might think you're going to be getting something yes. that you're not. Right. And then yeah. maybe, and I don't want you to feel like you should leave a review if <laughs> it's going to be something that you're not going to like. Yeah. Like there's too much sex in this. Like, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. There, there do tend to be people who sign up for reviews and then you're, you're like, I've read reviews. I I was going to do a like a newsletter of funny reviews because there are some hilarious ones out there mm. where it's very clear that the person just doesn't like the genre. So mm-hmm. you're not I'm just not sure why they bothered. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they've also reviewed book 2 and book 3 and book 4 in the series <laughs> and you're like why did you keep reading this series? Just gonna <laughs> torture yourself. Every, you've given every <laughs> single book in this series a one star. Why are you still reading it? <laughs> I feel like it's vengeance at this point. You're just yeah. like really mad at yourself. Yeah. Um, or like people who just I I really love the people who I, this happens on Goodreads, who will like 
preface with, by the way, my rating goes like this. You're like, but that that's not how ratings work. Like three <laughs> means good. You're like, okay. <laughs> I might not choose you because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you can, yeah, that's, I mean, the other thing when you're, when, when you have, when they request that review copy from you and you're looking at their you know, Amazon reviewer profile or Goodreads or BookBub reviewer profile, you can see how many books are they usually, you know, what what are the ratings they're usually giving to books? If you see that they're giving every book that they read like one star and they've given out, you know, maybe a couple of three stars or something like that, you're like, okay, this person's highly, highly critical. Like, yes. I don't, I don't want need to this give in that my person life. a review copy. <laughs> And you as an author should not in any way feel obligated to give someone a review copy if you think that they're not going to like the book. If right? they're just grumpy. Like. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, like, I it, I do talk about this. Like your book is a piece of work that you spent a lot of time on, you know, writing, formatting, doing all this, and then the marketing, like just using all these little things that you can use on Story Origin, like that's your time. So like you said, you do not ever have to feel obligated to give anyone, especially a coveted um, review promo for your audiobook. Like you don't, right. you can choose. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to feel bad about that. Yeah. And and by the way, all the stuff that we've been talking about with the audiobook promo code distribution is basically how the ebook review copies works on storage okay. as well. So um, when someone requests a review copy of your ebook from you on storage and you can see their reviewer stats and links to their reviewer profiles, you get to individually approve or decline them. You can cross promote those through newsletter swaps or group promos. There's a public directory for ebook review copies that you can optionally list it in. You can also just promote it to your own newsletter. Okay. All, all that, all everything we've just been talking about also applies to ebook distri distribution of review copies and um and and so yeah all the tracking that you can see like you know when they when they've left a review on store origin what retailers they're gonna they're gonna leave their reviews at the other thing to mention with the ebook review copies though is that there are two distribution methods there you okay. can choose to distribute it as just a file download through story origin so you just be getting the file through story origin or you can distribute it as an Amazon prepaid book link. So if your book huh. is in Kindle Unlimited, you have oh. this exclusivity clause with Amazon that you won't distribute that file through any other means, essentially, right? Right. Um, and so, so you can, what you can do is you can purchase a gift copy of that book on Amazon and you can get that redemption link from Amazon and then you would put it in on story origin. So when someone requests oh, okay. a review copy from you, you would just enter in that redemption link for where they can redeem their redeem the, uh, that gift copy. Interesting. Um, okay. So, so that's sort of like the Kindle only way Unlimited. to get around that. Yeah. So even if you're on Kindle unlimited, you can still use that review copies feature And some authors might, be thinking like, why would I use the review copies feature on store origin if I'm just giving out the Kindle Unlimited, like if I'm giving out a prepaid book link? Again, because you want to be able to see like, have they actually completed reviews for other authors? What are the links to their reviewer profiles? You want right. the like tracking and automatic follow-up that store origin does for those reviewers, et cetera. 
Yeah. Um, so those are reasons to still like, even if you're, even if you're, you've got your book in KU and you're going to be giving out Amazon prepaid book links, that's another good reason to still use that review copies feature. Yeah. I mean, just for anyone who knows how difficult it is to get follow up on reviews, like I just checked one of my books and there's two out of five. (laughs) Like that's kind of the, and I feel like that's a good average (laughs) for two people to have completed it. Um, and it's, I mean, I guess it's possible that they didn't come back and like tell Story Origin that they did it, but I'm pretty sure that they, you know, the other three didn't. So like that is why like just handing out reviews you know, or like copies and hoping that they will follow through with what they promise to do. Ew, humans, you know, right. like <laughs> you, you yeah. have no control over that. So it's nice to be able to see it. It's nice to like not have like higher expectations than necessary or to stress out about it or yeah. Yeah. All these things. Um, It's just nice to have that sort of everything in one place. Yeah. For that, for that reason, some, some authors ask me like, okay, what percentage of people should I expect to actually complete like my reviews for review copies? And I, I truly cannot answer that because it's entirely up to how strict you are about how, who you're going to approve for review copy. If you're only going to approve people who have previously reviewed like 30 books on story origin and they have all their links for all those provided and etc like if that's your criteria for who you're going to approve and you'll probably have a hundred percent review rate but you're going to decline a whole lot of a applicants whole lot more. right yeah it'll um, it'll it'll get hard you're like <laughs> yeah you just have a smaller pool to choose from right, right? so it's sort of, yeah it does depend on like what your goals are you know, if you're going to cast a wide net or yeah. a narrow net, but, but again, you know, it's just difficult I, for every book launch for everything like that. This will help you just keep everything in one place. And like to know, I mean, even for your book launch to know who you don't want on the next one, because they didn't, they didn't right. finish. They didn't yeah. do it because this is like, you're going to do all this work to get your book out there. You know, if that person isn't going to pull the weight for the free the book that you gave them, then you might not want them. Just kindly say no. Yeah. And <laughs> Story time. Origin also acts. So when you, if you have, if you have like multiple review copies on Story Origin, let's say you put up book one, two, three, four, whatever mm-hmm. in a series on Story Origin um, and they've requested book one and two and you can see when you, they request book two, you can see whether or not you, when you're viewing their reviewer profile, whether or not they've already completed book one. So oh. Story Origin shows you what other review copies they've requested from you and have they completed those when you're checking their reviewer profile to see whether or not you want to approve them. So it's also just sort of acts as like a customer relationship management CRM yeah. sort of a tool where it's like, okay, I know that they've reviewed my other books in this series as well. So I'm going to approve them for this one or, Hey, they still haven't actually left their review on book one or book two or something like that. I'm going to, you know, email them or something. Yeah. Like can that you email say, them and just say nicely, Hey, I can release book two. If could you just finish up and right? like, so, can I email them or does, do I click something for story origin? So, so, so it depends, right? So if they're coming through your own mailing list, like if, right, if they've come them. through your own mailing list, then you could always just email them because you already have their email address. Right. Um, if you, if they've come to you on store origin 
through a group promo or newsletter swap or through the public directory, you only gain access to their email when they uh, completed the review copy process um, because Store Origin already automatically sends reviewers reminders. Um, and so uh, we, you know, we don't want to reviewers <laughs> to feel like they're being like spammed. <laughs> Right, exactly. Right. So, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Like the five year old in the back of the car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Story Origin already does that to readers saying, okay. like, hey, it's been a couple of weeks since you were approved for this review copy. Please don't forget to go complete the review process. Sure. This is important to your reviewer stats. If you want to re- get more review copies on Story Origin, like, here's the impetus for completing the review. Um, I mean, reviewers are not technically required to complete reviews. That would be breaking terms of service on multiple services. Um, So reviewers are encouraged um, to complete their reviews, and they understand that's important if they want to get more review copies through StoreOrigin because authors can see their reviewer stats. Right. Um, And so StoreOrigin sends those those reminders um, to them. Um, but yeah, so you would only gain access to those email addresses after they've completed the okay. review copy process. Okay. Um, but, but they're again, being if reminded they've, if they've yeah. come if they've come to you through your own mailing list, you could always just reach out to them individually because you already know their email address. Hey, man, finish up. <laughs> um, so right. the the big news that you've had in twenty twenty three, or at least in the last two months, <laughs> maybe you've had more like. Um, is the custom links, which is what I wanted to bring you in, especially to talk about. Um, so custom links, I think, especially with with authors, a lot of indie authors are moving to like their own storefront or trying to figure that out. I know bigger name authors are doing Shopify. And then as I talk to sort of us mid-list and lower list, you know, or just starting out authors, it's like, ugh, Shopify is a lot, but like, how can I brand and like, I think the what I tell um, people, especially just starting out, is like, how can you train your readers to come to you, right? And so this custom link, I think, is especially is like a step forward in in getting those readers to come to me. Like, I am the brand, I have this bookstore, and I would really appreciate it if you would buy it from me <laughs> instead of from Amazon. Like, I appreciate all sales. Um so that's what I really like the custom links for. So could you talk about the custom links and then we'll sort of get to into like how authors would use it? Yeah. So the, so, so the, the custom links features like basically several features in one um, cause it's a custom links. You can create custom links and then you can also um, you can also build a website with that, it, that feature as well. So um, <clears throat> a, a very simple website. So um, with, uh, you know, uh, probably the use case that you're talking about more closely lines with, uh, the ability to create custom redirect links like mm-hmm. you would on bit.ly, right? So, you know, many people are familiar with bit.ly, you, you know, create like a little short link so that people can, you know, you can put that link at the back of your book or you put it on social media, wherever. And when someone clicks that link. Um, you can see a count of how many times that link has been clicked. And then you can also, um, it will just redirect them to whatever page that you want to, whether that's to your Amazon um, author profile or redirect them to your 
landing page on your own website for where they might buy the book or something like that, right? Um, yes, and- but like if you're just using free Bitly, I've had Bitly's break on me, yeah. you know, so I'm sure at least at some point they're not obligated to keep your Bitly working <laughs> like five years later. No, your Bitly is probably not working. So, um, right. And the other thing with those Bitly links as well is like, they're just Bitly links. They're not, you know, they're not, they're ugly. They're not your links. Right. And so with the custom link feature on story origin, you can create essentially short links that are customized for your domain. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, uh, I could create one at www.evangow.com slash um, book one, right? And then that would direct them to, let's say, the Amazon purchase fa- page for book one in my series or something yeah. like that. For right? anyone listening, or, I'm going to show, as you talk, I'm going to show people what this looks like. Um, awesome. So this is my page. Um, so yeah, this is your custom place. So I guess you made mine as books.catcaldwell.com. Well, you did that. I did that. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I did this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You, I mean, you can, so, so story origin recommends. So like if you already have a website built on catcaldwell.com, then you would set up a new subdomain and story origin generally recommends using like books.com whatever your your domain is dot com. Oh, right? okay. So, so if you write in several genres, you could do like mystery.catcaldwell.com or like like I could have Evan, my memory's very short. Okay. We <laughs> talked like a month ago. <laughs> so I guess I just chose books. But I think it's very nice. Like books.catcaldwell.com. And mm-hmm. so then my first link here would be books.catcaldwell.com forward slash stepping across the desert. Yeah. Correct? That's Which, right. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Like, A, I can remember it. It's not bit.ly forward slash whatever. Um, And it's very nice to see, especially on social media, when they see the actual link. Like, on your newsletter, you can put it behind a button. But I know Facebook hates Bitly. They really don't like pushing your, your... post if it has a bit.ly link. Yeah. Um, and people have tried to get around that by like putting it in the comments or whatever. I mean, this is just nice. I can put a link that's just, it's nice looking. It's, yeah. This is my brand, right? This yeah. And this is where you can go to find my stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Or if you're like posting it on Twitter or something like books.catcaldwell.com slash stepping across the desert. Like it's also just easy to remember to type in. <laughs> you don't yes. have to you don't have to go somewhere to remember oh, what was what was that link or if you're putting the link in the back of your book, right? Because if someone's, you know, reading a book on a Kindle or something like that, like the Kindle web browser, not good. Um, no. <laughs> so so a lot of times like people might be reading their book on the Kindle, but then they want to open the link on their desktop or on their mm-hmm. phone or something like that. It's much easier for them to type that Um than just like some random string of letters or something like that. Or um, the other thing is like retailers like Apple do not like it when you include just like an Amazon link in your book, right? Um, That's true, yes. So if you have, you know, books.catcaldwell.com slash, you know, book one or something in your book and you're selling that on, on Apple and that link might go to... Amazon or Apple, like so. The Universal Book Links feature yeah, this on Store Origin, yeah. This yeah, so this shows, is my Universal Book Link shows all of the retailers where your book is listed, and so yeah, you can put that at the back of book one, 
So when they Oh, that's so obvious that I didn't think because if people don't know, when you upload your your ebook to Kobo and they find out that you have a a link that only goes to Amazon, they will spit it back to you. And so you, you used to have to have like two different copies of your ebook. Mm-hmm. So that now you don't. I think it's especially Apple is like, no, <laughs> you can't yeah. have a, a link that only goes to Amazon. So if I put in my universal link, so it would be books.catcaldwell.com forward slash stepping across the desert, that goes to my UBL and people can easily buy whatever they want. Right. Buy from whatever store they want. Okay. Exactly. And then, and it's not yeah, going to get so, kicked off. <laughs> yeah, so you don't need to worry about. Okay, this is the manuscript version. This is like the ebook version I'm uploading to Kobo. This is the ebook version I'm uploading to Apple. This is the ebook version I'm uploading to Amazon, yes. etc. Like that. You don't need to worry about it. Right. Um, but it, and then I could add this. I guess this probably wouldn't get kicked off either, though. Would it? Like books.catcalls.com forward slash Amazon. Amazon. So I have it. I don't know. I don't know. Would. I haven't checked I, it yet. Yeah, I don't I don't know whether or not because it has the word Amazon, Amazon. In it. <laughs> I might even though it's not the domain that. of the URL, it's in the path in the URL, they might be more finicky about like allowing something like that. Um, you could what you could do is instead just link to books.catcaldwell.com at the end of all of your books. And then that would just take the readers to your your profile page, your website that you built on Story Origin, where right. you can have all of your books listed. Okay. Right? So right. when be- if you if you click on books.catcaldwell.com from your Story Origin dashboard, you can see that shows all of the books where they could request like your reader magnets, or they could request your review copies, or they could click on the universal book links to go to the retailer for whichever book you nice. want. Um, you might just want to send them to that more generalized sort of spot where they see all the books that you have, and then they can click on whichever one that they want, depending on whether or not, you know, you've got books in a series or, or what have you. Okay. And so when Um, you're talking about the website builder from story origin, is that what you're talking about or is there? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the website builder part is, is that page that we were just looking at that showed all of your books in that one place. That's just on books.catcaldwell.com. And would uh, I need without anything at the end of that link? So I had already had a domain purchase, but if somebody's just starting out, what would they need to start with this page here? Um, they would just need to buy a domain. Uh, okay. I recommend Namecheap. They've got good docs that help authors, you know, for people that aren't super, you know, technically savvy and maybe don't recognize some of the words. Like they they have pretty good docs that help you understand, oh, go here, do this, do that. And then your thing is set up. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, so yeah, essentially you would just need to buy a domain. Um, usually it's about like 10 bucks a year. Um, I had one author who, who had emailed me back after I released this feature, like buying my own domain is, is extremely expensive. I can't do that. I'm like, oh, it's like $10 a year. And they're like, oh, I thought I had to pay Wix like $250 a year for a custom domain, which if you want to build a website on domain, it's yeah, it's something, something like that. I don't, I don't know what their pricing is, but it's, it's very expensive. Right. Yeah. Um, but buying a domain is actually just quite cheap. It's, you know, like 10 bucks a year. So you don't need to sign up for whatever extra premium packages or whatever they have, right? 
um, you can just build that website on story origin and just buy, buy your domain through like Namecheap, right? Um, yeah. And, and for people so- starting out or, I mean, unless you're really, if you want the blog and you want all that, you know, you might have to do the Wix or the WordPress. Um, but there's yeah. lots of us. Auth- there are a lot of traditionally published authors that have very simple websites. Like they have a presence online and that's about it. It's like, here are their books. Here's their author bio and you can't find much else. And so you don't have to have this like huge website as an author. What you want is for people to buy your books. Right. And to yeah. know who you are. Yeah. I mean, I've actually, so a, a lot of, I had a lot of authors test this feature out. Um, 95% of them already had an author website, right? Right, And they looked at the website that was, that they generated with store origin. That's just basically, you know, got all of their books listed, has their, you know, their free reader magnets to entice people to sign up to their mailing list. And they're looking at this going, I pay X hundred dollars for this website, which took me hours to build and I'm honestly afraid of still looks amateur. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It it took me hours to build. It doesn't look good. (laughs) Uh, I'm afraid to touch it because I'm afraid I'm going to break something. So I never am going to update it. Um, Which will break it. (laughs) Or yeah. Or I'm like paying someone else to touch it because like I, and so like there's the extra cost of doing that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, "Uh, this is just, yeah. And then they look at what they build with Story Origin and they go, this takes me 15 seconds to add a new book to this landing page. Right. I'm going to drop my website. I don't need this complicated pain, pain in my neck to, you know, uh, manage, deal with whatever thing. Like, Story Origin does it all for me right here. And like the universal book links feature, like automatically localizes the Amazon links to the reader's country. So if um, they click on the Amazon link from the universal book link on Story Origin and they're in the UK, it'll take them to amazon.co.uk. If they're in Australia, it'll take them to .com.au, et cetera. Amazon has all these different storefronts. Most authors' websites, they just have like, here's the Amazon.com link. And if mm-hmm. you live in the rest of the world, sorry. Figure it out, man. <laughs> yeah, because um, you're asking authors to be more tech-savvy than right. we are. And it's just things you don't think of. You don't think right. of, oh, it, it's a .co.uk. Right. You know, for better or worse, we don't think of other countries. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and and also, even if you, even, even if you could, it's like, Okay, so so now I have to list like here's the Amazon.com link, here's the Amazon.co.uk link, here's yeah, the <laughs> here's the Amazon.com.au link. It's like okay, this is this is like number one. It's like it just makes the landing page like look more complicated to readers, right? And you want things yeah. to look as simple as possible. So like with Story Origin UBL, there's just like an Amazon button, and then Story Origin automatically localizes it to their geography for them. They don't need to think about it. So it can keep the landing pages yeah. for your UBLs really simple. Um, yeah. So, and then like being able to create like redirect links so that like, you know, books.catcaldwell slash Amazon takes them to like, we'll just redirect them from that webs your website to their, your Amazon author profile or something like that. 
being able to set those kinds of things up on WordPress or Wix or whatever, like it's not straightforward or easy. Yeah. Story origin makes that process take like 30 seconds. Yeah. And, so, and it really helps with certain things. I know now that Amazon is allowing you to see your number of followers. Like there are promotions now specifically for your author um, page on Amazon. So like just having that link is nice where you, it's not that giant Amazon right. link, because if you've ever copied and pasted a giant Amazon link, it's like, is that even real? Like, is that yeah. going to take anyone anywhere? Slash stores, slash authors, slash it's B01X8. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just keeps going. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I was telling authors, like, this is a great thing. This is what I'm using it for. So I can't get, I don't have a store set up yet. It's like, that is down the line, right? Like on my list, maybe I got to get my books out first. Um, but I, what I want is to continue the branding. So I was trying before you sent out the email to like, think of what could I do to get people to me, you know, and to have mm -hmm. that branding there of books.catcaldwell.com. Like, A, it's easy to say on po podcasts, right? If you're going out and talking to people or on YouTube or just on social media, so you can say it very easily, but you're also just branding it. And so if one day I were to put up an actual like storefront where I want people to buy from me, I feel like my fans would already be ready for that. You know, yeah. it might still be a step of like, here, buy from me or buy from Amazon, you know, maybe like easing people in, but the getting them to that link rather than sending them to Amazon is mm -hmm. like, that has erased this logistical stuff that I couldn't, I couldn't come up with on, except for making another page on my website. <laughs> right. And, and, and the nice thing about those two is that with like a redirect link, I mean, with those, with those links on storage in general, you can change them anytime down the line, right? So like, let's say at the end of, you know, book one of your series, you put a link in there that says books.catcaldwell.com slash book one. You can leave that link as the link at the end of bet, at the end of your book one forever. And then you can just change if you ever want to change where that link goes, you can all, you can do that anytime without republishing oh, that book. Yes. So you could change. Okay. Slash slash book one goes to my UBL. Um, oh, you know what? I changed my own mind. I've now written a um, like a reader magnet, like a uh, uh, extended epilogue reader magnet to get people in my mailing list. Now, instead of sending them to the buy link for book two at the end of book one, now I want to send them to this extended epilogue to get them into my newsletter. So now nice. slash book one goes to my reader magnet. Oh, right? without changing the link. So I don't without have to changing the link at the back of your book. Your the, the link at the back of your book stays the same forever. You can just change where that link goes to over time, depending on what you want, what you think might be best, right? Right. Um, or like maybe you say, Oh, you know what? I used to direct them to buy book two, but now I actually want to send them to um my own storefront. So instead of like it taking them directly to the Amazon store for that, for book two, now it takes them to my storefront for book two, right? Yes. Or it takes them to just like the books.catcaldwell.com homepage, right? right? So so now they'll see all of my books listed there or something like that. The, the point being, again, you can leave that link as 
books.catcaldwell.com slash book one. And you can always just change where it goes to because you might That's decide so you easier. want to be doing something different with that link. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to worry about generating a new, you know, EPUB file and then uploading that to Kobo and Amazon and, and making sure to delete uh, the old one and Apple and yeah, <laughs> yeah all that especially stuff, for right? people who are wide. Like you have to remember like, I forgot that I was on Google Books. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to remember how to upload it to Google Docs, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, especially for people who are wide, there's a lot. So maybe a KU person doesn't understand, but yeah, making sure that, that you change that link. If you can just leave your pristine, <laughs> hopefully formatted book alone, that would be great. Yeah. And, okay. So we just change the back end of where it goes to, but every time they're clicking it, they're still getting sent somewhere that we've right. decided they want to go. That's very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I like this. This is why I like talking to you, Evan. So I have <laughs> even more ideas on how to use these things. And what's amazing is like, I can just, I can just keep creating a new one. You know, if you have a, if you have a, a, a series, you can do like a certain promo for a series. Again, I think it's great for branding. Um, that's, I think we are all small businesses and that's what we, that's what we should be doing, right? And it, it kind of helps that marketing piece just be easier. Yeah. Um, the last thing we got to talk about is when, you know, what does it cost to get onto Story Origin and um, how do people get, get there to sign up and start using it? Yeah. So storyoriginapp.com, um, the standard plan, which includes all the features on Story Origin is um $10 per month or $100 per year. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. So, I think um most authors who have probably been listening to this conversation is like this is like the equivalent of like five different services and like <laughs> 10 spreadsheets I've been managing. Like <laughs> is this going to be $100 a month for me? What is the, yeah, no, it's $10 a month or $100 per year. Um so extremely affordable. Um and I'll, I'll always keep it affordable for authors because I want to make sure that, you know, authors at every stage, it's accessible to them, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, and, it, you know, if, if you have any questions or run into any issues, like I said, my email address is like on the homepage of Story Origin or you click the contact link on Story Origin, you'll see my face, you'll see my name, um, you'll get a welcome email from me when you sign up to storage and that comes from my email address you can always uh shoot me a question the my, guy, my <laughs> inbox is always open yes i am <laughs> i am i can't believe you don't have a va you should get a VA. yeah uh, but you also have lots of video tutorials it's mm -hmm. very easy to do i know every time i send people to a new thing is i sort of preface like this one's harder to learn to use but story origin is really i think one of the easier ones to to figure out like it's very well organized there are, there's a video tutorial if you um, need it but it's it's just one of those places that it's pretty straightforward let's say yes um, I do my I do my out. best to avoid getting emails so, <laughs> so like creating video tutorials and like having those accessible right next to the feet like the video tutorials are inlaid with the feature right like oh I need I need to use the reader magnets feature. How do I do that? The link to the video tutorial is right there. It's not like on some separate like support docs website or something like that, that you have to then like search through a knowledge base and like, how do I navigate yes. this other different website? That's how yes. a lot of people do it. I don't think that's great. Yes. <laughs> the, having said uh, that, the support yes. documentation is co-located with the features. 
Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yes, this is so it's, all it's very well organized for yeah. you. So, um, yes, because I I tried to avoid getting emails. I I don't want I don't want people emailing me with questions, but you are more than welcome to because that is also how I get feedback about. Oh, five people sent me an email about how do I do this? Like, obviously, there's something here that I need to change. So that people don't run, keep running into the same issue. I'm both the customer support and the engineering department. So if I getting, if I'm getting a bunch of emails about, hey, how does this work? Then I'm the engine. I can put my engineering hat on and say, <laughs> oh, let me go make this easier, simpler, faster, more intuitive, so that authors don't run into these this set of questions. Right. Nice, nice. Yes, and the good thing is that there are are always forward thinking authors out there. So. Um, they'll ask the questions and then I'll just benefit from them having asked. <laughs> like, oh, look at that. We can do too. this now. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So I will send people in the show notes below. Otherwise, it's storyoriginapp.com. Otherwise, we'll have the links in the show notes below um, and in the transcript. But thank you so much, Evan, for coming and um, guiding us back through Story Origin. Yeah. Thanks again for having me on. Hey, you're still listening. Since you are, could you do me a favor and head over to the app that you're listening to this episode on and hit the subscribe button and then rate and review the show? It would really help the Pencils and Lipstick podcast get out into the world. And if you're enjoying the podcast, well, then there might be more people out there who would enjoy it as well. If you want to find out more about me, you can head over to catcaldwell.com. I have my story over there, my books, my interactive journals, my one-on-one coaching information, and information on my creative writing community membership group. If you're looking to write a book or you are a writer and you just want to find out more about how to write, how to publish, how to format, how to market, and all the things that go into being an author these days, check out the membership group. There is a 14 free day trial that you can try it out, get into the masterminds, find out all the goodies that we are talking about in the group. I would love to see you there.